Hi everyone. I think that you're really going to enjoy today's episode because instead of talking about all the things that will help you be better or healthier in whatever way, in this episode, Jones and I talk about how we both just completely let go during the Christmas holidays and we discuss how it affected us and our families. So if you went through something similar, or maybe you're still going through it, I think that you'll find this episode to be very relatable and helpful because we both came to the realization that these stints of letting go are actually really helpful. And we also offer some ways to quickly get yourself back on track and to let go of the guilt. Let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving us a rating and review. Enjoy the show. I'm Vicky. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Two Moms and a Mic. A weekly podcast where we chat about our experience as relatively new parents trying to make it in this busy modern world. We talk about the struggles and joys that come with parenting. And we also focus on the impact this can have on our mind and body. As moms, we all want the same things, right? We want to be happy, to be healthy, and to raise our kids to be the same way. So the goal of this podcast is to bring you helpful tips and information to make this happen. So join us in the quest to improve your overall health and happiness levels just a little bit each day, whilst juggling being a mom, of course. We're all fumbling through this together. Let's do it. Hi. Are we starting again? Let's do this. Afternoon. Good afternoon. So what's the topic today? The topic today is I want to talk about how this this topic came about last week, just before New Year's, when we were texting, and I just said that I had just let go of everything. I was using all of the little hacks that we that we put out in that one episode, mm-hmm. and they were really helping, but I really, I just... I let go of everything. I was just like, what's the point anymore? Yeah. I'm just going to do it and, you know, eat what I want, drink what I want. And the two main culprits for me, um, we'll get into this a little bit later, but it's gluten and alcohol. Oh, my God. And, soul sisters. And, <laughs> and it's just, but I just, I said, you know what, whatever. I'm just going to go with it. And it, it turned out okay, but it's. So what what we want to talk about in in today's episode is what to do when you let go mm-hmm. and how to get yourself back. Yeah. Not to let it ruin everything you've um, you worked so hard for. Yeah. I remember yeah. when when we had the sort of text conversation last week I, I mentioned to you that we are like our specific kinds of character or personality needs for some like quite a lot of flexibility and also we need to allow for that freedom and to kind of access that bit of a wild side that we once had. Like both of us have, have that streak to us. I'm sure that's lots true. of people watching this are like, mm-hmm, yeah, we know that streak. <laughs> we know the streak. Who are these imposters that are trying to do a health podcast? <laughs> and being so controlled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are they? Where's their drinks? Where's their castle at? Where's their brandy and coke? <laughs> but we had this this whole other 
persona in a different life where we got to just be wild and free and do whatever we wanted. And I think you get older and you change and you realize that that lifestyle isn't really that good for you anyway. And you realize other things are far more important. And so life just changes. But every now and then it's it feels good to just tap back into that for a little bit and let go a bit. So I feel like it's not necessarily a terrible thing, you know? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see it as a terrible thing either. It's about like just letting go, not being responsible for everything. And then also not worrying so much about what you're eating, what your kids are eating what your husband's eating, your partner's eating. Let's just relax a little bit. Yeah. Everyone relaxes. But the the funny thing is, is that it's not that relaxing because it, it doesn't make you feel good. It sends your hormones way out of whack. Yeah. And then it's not just you. It's you and your kids and your partner. And you're all eating all of this stuff that doesn't make anyone really feel good mm-hmm. at, except <clears throat> in the moment. And it affects your sleep. Yeah. And then that affects your moods. Yeah. So everyone's getting more and more irritable as the time goes yeah, on. Yeah, short term. Yeah. By the time it got to New Year's, I was like, yes. Me not too. Because it's New Year's. I was just like, that's the last day of this. <laughs> no. Then it's back to normal Vicky. He's not a <laughs> mad woman. I also felt completely like unhinged at at some points and I like didn't know what day it was I didn't know where I was half the time I didn't know what the plans were didn't know what was going on for that period between Christmas and New Year's the the Bermuda Triangle I like to call it that's a good one like anything goes and you just like lose yourself it is I mean really don't know what day it is and yeah it just oh routines just go way out the window yeah and that's uh, yeah, no, I find that very, very difficult for myself, but also my kids. I've yeah. never been a super, super routine with myself, and I haven't been that great with my kids. But as they are getting older, I'm getting better. And I know, I notice that if they go to bed past 7.30, or let's say mm. past 8, I mean, it just... Yeah, it's not mess central. Rick, the night, uh, the night is terrible. The next day is terrible. So that's that's maybe been the biggest one is not so much my behavior, but letting go a little bit with the kids and yeah. their routines and what they eat. And they're not going to fix that come with that. Oh, it's also you know it's just not even worth it. Yeah, like letting go. I mean, I still definitely let go of my my sort of routines and normal health things that I follow and st- my diet and everything that all kind of went out the window a bit but you still can't unlearn the information that you already know like so even though I was like I want to just let go and I want to relax and I want to just you know we'll just ha- eat the gluten and we'll drink the booze and we'll go to bed later and all of that stuff you still in the back of your mind are thinking oh, okay I'm eating this gluten I know what it's going to do to me or I'm, or well, because both of us have decided to kind of live our life without gluten. Most people eat gluten, so they probably can't relate to this. But let's go with booze rather. Like, I'm going to drink this drink. I'm going to drink this fourth drink or whatever. And the whole time in the back of my mind, I'm like thinking, I know what this is going to do to me. I know what it's potentially going to do to me in the night. I know how I'm going to feel tomorrow morning. So it was like, I, even though I was doing it, the stuff and letting myself go to, so to speak, 
I was still struggling with the like mental acceptance that that's what I was going to do. And I couldn't really properly like let go into it. Do you know what I mean? Knowledge has ruined the fun for you. Yeah, it's sucked the life out of me. It's ruined. So <laughs> if you still want to enjoy everything, stop listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> Once you know it, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> Killing me. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, I, I get, um, I think the gluten for you is more the thyroid thing, right? Yeah. And for me, uh, it's skin issues. I get crazy dandruff when I eat gluten. Yeah, I didn't know I'd had some sort of dandruff my entire life. Didn't realize like that it was related to anything I was eating. And then about three years ago, I did this elimination diet. Mm. It was something that was in the coaching and it was just, let's see what happens. So you take out dairy, gluten, eggs, alcohol. Again, all the fun. Mm -hmm. Everything. And then after three weeks you start adding one back in at a time. Yeah. And I started with gluten because that's the thing I miss the most. And, but in those three weeks, my dandruff went away. And I was like, that's weird. Maybe it was the, you know, it was summer. I was like, okay, maybe. Mm. And I ate the gluten and about a week later, it came back and I was like, no, that's weird. That's and nice. I tested I tested again, and it was, and now oh. I've tested a few times because well, I way didn't want it to be tr- gluten versus dandruff. Gluten versus dandruff. That's, that's, by the time this came around, I was like, oh. <laughs> was there really it's a snowstorm in Sweden, it's, or was it just Vicky going for a walk? <laughs> it's, oh God, it's so bad. It's going to take like two weeks, you know, and it's and it's crazy. And then, I mean, since since then, I've learned of so many people with gluten having so many different things and and even things like asthma has been uh, linked to both gluten and mm. to dairy and yes all, i mean things that people just think oh you're born with it or yeah. you know it just is what it is okay. there's so many health conditions that are actually avoidable but yeah so um, it's funny that we yeah, know all of this crazy. stuff we know how potentially not let's say not damaging but how certain things can impact our body and our health and our minds and everything and yet we still feel compelled to let go of all of those and just like go wild between or over the holiday period. Yeah. It's quite a conundrum. You know, but I, I'd say that maybe it's necessary also. Mm, for sure. Because always being in control of everything you're eating, everything you're drinking, and not that I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not crazy about these things. I don't measure my food or count my calories or do anything like that. I don't put too many limits on, but it's also a nice reminder of why you got rid of those things in the totally. first place. You know? Yeah, totally. It's because I was like, also like now you. I'm just, I was no, begging for New Year's to come around. I was like, I need New Year's to just get you so that I can put all of this behind finished. me and not feel guilty about going back to my normal life where I'm not drinking and I'm not uh, as much mm. and I'm not like eating all of this rubbish. I've got a, a whole pass to go back to health, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and and I also find that each time I do it, I actually go a little bit less. Like I will get really excited, you know, during, say, coming up to a birthday and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this little hall pass to eat and drink yeah. whatever. 
And then I will, okay, so I'll get the chocolate that I used to really like, because now I normally only yeah. eat dark chocolate. But then I'll go and I'll get whatever, you know, chocolate I want to eat. But then when I eat it, I don't actually enjoy it as much as I used to. Yeah. Well, your body is kind of adapted yeah. to what you're giving it, right? And so we had all of these things that I was so excited to eat during this time. And a lot of them are still there because <laughs> it's, because I, they weren't that enjoyable to me. No, not anymore. Your um, taste buds have changed and your yeah. perception of what good food is has changed as well. So it is kind of a good reminder. But I also know that I need to get rid of that stuff because in a few weeks' time, I'm going to – I'm all of this all of this new motivation is going to start fading and I'm going to so that that is one of the things I wanted to talk about today so okay you go off track fine you do it now how do you get yourself back yeah this is an interesting one we touched on it we touched on it like last week's chat we spoke about how you know these goals uh, you set these goal, big goals or just a small goal or whatever, but naturally you're going to go off track a bit whilst mm. trying to hit that goal. And like I said in the previous one, I sometimes would just beat myself up to a point where like if I can't do this small baby step, how am I ever going to get to this big end goal? It's just not going to happen. And then I just like lose all motivation and just give up. But I think yeah. we need to look at these letting go patches over the over the holidays and stuff as just a a part of our lives and something that we've allowed ourselves to to enjoy and then you just move on from it and and carry on yeah. going. I would say that one of the one of the big ones is to let go of any guilt mm -hmm. that you feel around it because all exactly. that does is it ruins it in the moment and then just makes you feel bad about yourself. So just let go of the guilt because do you fine. know what it's I actually heard guilt. I heard an interesting thing at I went to a Bikram yoga class before this and the and the guy was also chatting about like uh the the teacher was chatting about how yeah we set these intentions for the year and it's not that easy to to reach them and you you always you have these two voices in your head going all the time you've got the self-doubt voice the the bully and you've got the the mate and he said, it takes practice to to push that bully out of your head. But that bully is the one that's coming in and saying, go and have that piece of cake in the fridge. Go and have that uh, that next glass of wine. Just go and have it. Take it. You can have it. You can do whatever you want. And the and the mate voice is going like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but you shouldn't do that because you, you've you set these goals yeah. for yourself and you want to be a certain way. Don't do it. Think about be in the moment and think about what you want and think about your end goal. And the other bully's like, "Well, I'm going to go and get that cake and I'm going to eat it." And then you get the cake and you eat it. And while you're eating it already, you, you you're disappointed in yourself. So then the bully goes, yeah. "Well, you see, you can't do anything. You can't you you can't get you can't even like reach the smallest of goals. You've eaten the cake. You you, you know you're useless." And he said, "It takes like a certain amount of." actual mindfulness and training to stamp that voice out and override it with your, you know, your own positive friend voice and your, your inner voice, you know, it's kind of like a, I think it, the more you practice that, the better you become at it, but it's that letting go of like that guilty voice, that guilty voice that's beating you up. That's the voice you've got to kind of let go of. Yeah. I think that where was, uh, I saw somewhere someone said, if, if I heard someone speaking to one of my kids, the way I speak to myself 
I would knock that person out. Totally. But yet we're so we're so happy to just beat ourselves up about the smallest little things. Of course. And in the grand scheme of things, what we're talking about here is one week in fifty-two weeks, or maybe two weeks, mm. depend. You know. Yeah. But it's it's not such a big it's not such a big deal, and there's no point ruining it by feeling bad about yourself, and then by feeling bad about yourself for weeks after yeah because you can't change what you did you can't change Anyways. you can't change the past i'm just gonna be quoting my yoga instructor through all of this but he said like when we, we all did a, a certain posi- uh, posture and some people fell out of it and he was like okay take this next moment to just realize that that's gone no matter what you do no matter how you mm. how stressed out about that you're feeling or you know how much your bullying voice is is like getting you down right now about that. There's nothing you can do because it's done. It's it's past. You know that scene in Li- in Lion King with Rafiki when he like smacks Simba on the head, and he says, and he's like, "Oh, that hurt." And he was like, "Yeah, but but it was in the past, you know." Because he and then he tries yeah. to whack him again, and he moves out the way, and he was like, "You learned. You learned from it. It's in the past. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. What you can do is." think about how you react to things in the future but that that moment is gone the past is gone you gotta live in the moment yeah so i think that that is one of yeah one of the biggest things one of the other things that i'd say is to give yourself a deadline so we had said about you know we were so excited that new year's was coming because that was like the deadline we had said like after that everything has changed because if you don't set a deadline for the change it can just kind of bleed into January and then you know it can just you end up in April and you're oh I forgot to start again I forgot to give up all of that stuff um even if you're not doing it on such a large scale anymore if you don't have some sort of deadline it can really bleed into and I think that's how New Year's resolutions can be very helpful Mm -mm. but that's for that's with this time of year but let's say this happens to you around your birthday Birthdays are also like holidays when you go away for summer holiday or whatever that anything like that or even in summer I mean summer this can happen also so if you don't have New Year's as your deadline set some sort of deadline for yourself because that's really going to help you differentiate you know, between that behavior and the behavior that yeah, you and to let go of the potential like guilt that you're suffering or exactly. whatever through it. You're like, well, there's an end in sight. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm gonna do this yeah. up until then, and then we start over and we start afresh. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. And then the the other thing is to um, like I just mentioned before, you got to get rid of all the foods and the drinks and the everything that that you don't want to eat because you don't want to have those temptations around. You don't want it coming to three weeks from now and you forget how horrible all of that stuff made you feel. It's like pregnancy. You you forget how difficult all of it was. Yeah. And then when your child, when your child, not just pregnancy, you know, the first year, and then when you've got a two-year-old, you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Maybe I'll have another one. Your body <laughs> tricks you. Yeah, you just forget. So it's the same with the food and the and the drinks and everything. In <clears throat> right now, you're like, I don't ever want to see that stuff again. But three weeks, six weeks from now, mm. when you're vulnerable, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna come back. It's yeah. gonna come back. And and then I guess that goes with that is to stock up 
on all the all the good stuff all the things that you really enjoy that make you feel good to do that because again it just goes with with the same as having all of the stuff in your house and all the stuff you don't want to eat it's going to tempt you but then having all of the things that you do want to eat that are going to make you feel good or drink whatever that make you feel good that really helps you carry on yeah it's the same if you start any diet or any workout program or whatever just setting yourself up for success yeah it just yeah just thinking about you know you letting everything go um including your kids routine and structure and diet and all of that and it is as you say quite hard to get back into it and it's just reminding yourself why you you were living that way and doing those things beforehand and how and the positive impact that it had on your family and on your kids and everything just reminding yourself of all those little things to try and pull yourself back into the routine of doing that you know because you can like sort of lose sight of it a bit yeah definitely i would say it's this thing like remind yourself of of your why always like these reasons that you have chosen to get healthier to size more to go to sleep early there's a reason that you did that in the first place but often it's six months down the line or whenever it's very easy to forget why you started doing whatever exactly. you started doing <clears throat> and some people find it helpful to have it written down and it's going to change of course over time but you can you can write it down periodically why are you doing this let's take uh let's take alcohol why i because i i'm constantly trying to cut it down cut it out and i'll go a few months without and then i'll uh you know it'll be a birthday or whatever but i'll i'm getting less and less as the years go on and and when it started the reason was just because it was affecting my sleep but then as I started going with more and more and more, I started noticing, well, actually, it was affecting my relationship with my kids because it affected my sleep, which affected my hormones, which affected the way that I was reacting or responding to them mm. the next day. And I was more irritable and all of this, even just a glass of wine. I mm. mean, I'm not talking about binge drinking yeah. or anything, but just <clears throat> anything. And I... And the more I got into that of the reasons why I wanted to stop this, the more things that came up for it. And then it made it easier for me to not Yeah, absolutely. To to, to not drink. Yeah. That was one of the things this new year that um also frustrated me in that in that uh, Bermuda Triangle patch was obviously the health and stuff kind of the diet and lifestyle that all kind of like took a back seat for a bit, but then it had this knock-on effect on, yeah, A, my sleep, and then how I was reacting to my kids. But yeah, I found myself being really short with the boys a lot of the time. And obviously they're not their best versions of themselves because mm. they're not eating great food and they're not, and they're not getting the sleep that they're used to and all of that. And so they're, they're more annoying than ever. And I'm more, <laughs> and I'm more likely to like snap than I normally am because yeah. Normally I'm rested and slightly more patient, but as soon as like you're, and also when you're in a stressful environment, there's lots of people around and you're tired and it's loud and it's crazy. I'm more likely going to like revert to just kind of like snapping at my kids than to do what I would prefer to do, which is like gently take them aside and talk about why maybe they shouldn't be doing that behavior or whatever, you know, you just, and so 
I was just kind of hoping that New Year would come around quicker so that we could get back to that normal way of life where everyone was just a little bit calmer and things weren't as crazy and I wasn't yeah, as much of a dragon. I mean, it it is that we're saying we're talking a lot about how it affects us, but imagine these little these little kids. They're out of their routines. They are eating a lot of junk, a lot of sugar, staying up late. Overwhelmed I mean, by Christmas in general. There's just so many people. And then there, I mean, there's just so many meltdowns mm. during this time. Yeah. Which, and then you're not in your like good space because of everything you're eating and drinking and not sleeping <laughs> and all of this. So it's just this little, <laughs> it's a mess. It's just a little volcano eruption. Uh, around this week, I thought about that a lot. It, it just, it really, if it's tough for us, for them, it's like 10 times worse. Yeah. But that kind of behavior and the, and the uh, fighting and the, whatever that comes with Christmas made me like just hope and wish that New Year's would, you know, speed up Mm -hmm. and, and we could start afresh again. And it organically makes you want to uh, get back into your routine and your structure and normal family life again. So really letting go and having these moments is actually a really good thing. So it's really nothing to feel bad about because it makes you so grateful for yeah. what, what <laughs> for everything else. Yeah, if anything. For the, for the way you were before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and the way you know you're going to be after. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> If anything, it's a great help. We need to let go a bit more often, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so in summary, what were our tips that we we dishing out here? So we... the tips were to give yourself a deadline. Okay. To get rid of all the leftover snacks and drinks. Anything that you don't want to tempt you. Mm-hmm. To stock up on all the good things that you enjoy and that make you feel good. Have those easily accessible. And then was to let go of the guilt. Mm. Just okay. let it go. Let it be. Yeah, so I think I think that's about it. What do you hey. think, Jones? Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, no. I think we've kind of summed it up nicely. Have fun. Enjoy yourself while you're having fun. And don't let that inner voice um, ruin it for you. Just enjoy yourself and know that you'll be able to come through on the other side when you're done having fun. We hope that you got a lot of value out of today's episode. And if you found this episode helpful in some way, chances are your friends will too. So go ahead and share it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more. No, but this is good because our podcast is just going to be a lot of a lot of ramblings and a lot of laughter and a lot of informa- helpful information in between. A lot of helpful information in between. Yeah. yeah. Most of it's going to be ramblings. 